time. Now, what I'm going to do uh, this morning is I'm going to start a series on one word, deeper. Amen? Deeper. Now, some of it's very practical, but also we will be digging. Okay? Uh, you know, if, if you want to get somewhere with Father, open it up, put it on your desk, and get the shovel out. And start digging into the Word of God. Okay? Because then you start going deeper and deeper. Into, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait until I get to heaven to know more about God's personality. I want to start feeding now, getting hold of it now, and uh, grappling with it. Because there are things in God's personality that will every day blow your mind and will enrich your heart and will cause you to walk. You know, that too many people, uh, too many people of God's people who are walking around like bungalows when they should be walking like skyscrapers. Amen. Come on. Uh, God designed us to walk tall because we have part of God's personality living within us moving on us, as we've already heard this morning, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it was interesting. We were, we were in the session last week, and I'd really got myself hyped up on, uh, on the river of God, coming from the throne of God, and uh, somebody preached it. Okay, fine. So, uh, I wonder who that was. Uh, okay, fine. So, we go somewhere, and then through seeking God's face, I suddenly found myself con concentrating on this word deeper. You see, the problem with the river, there are too many people, too many of God's people, who were content to stay on the bank of the river with their toe dipped in the water. You know what it's like, don't you? When you go for a swim for the first time in the season, you, you test the water. Well, God is saying to you, come on in. Come on. Come on in. I've put the water right. I've got the temperature right. I've got the flow right. Come on in. And God draws us closer to himself. Um, I want you to turn to, just for a moment, to Psalm 42. Psalm 42, uh, where are we? Psalm 42 and verse 7. Now, in the NIV, that newly inspired version, um, uh, oh, we've got lots of them. We've got a pocket full of them. <laughs> um, in the NIV, it says these words in Psalm 42, verse 7. Sorry, it's not, it, 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 I'm sorry, it's not the, uh, it's not the NIV. This one is modern English. Deep 
calls to deep at the noise, the sound, or the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and your billows have passed over me. Now let's hear what the Passion Translation says. And it really stretches it. Let's have a look. My deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love. You see where we are? My deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love. Your waterfall of weeping sent waves of sorrow over my soul, carrying me away, cascading over me like a thundering cataract. How's that for a description of the presence of God? Seven. 42, Psalm 42, verse 7. Whew. Bless God. One thing I love about this church, first of all, I know my way around. I can walk amongst the people. Secondly, it's always warm. Occasionally, a little bit too warm. But okay, we, get, we, we, we keep plowing on. We keep moving on. I can remember going to... Uh, Anybody know Newtown in, in Mid Wales? Yeah. yeah, as you drive through Newtown, yeah, there's something you can't miss. It's that enormous building with the pillars on the main road. You can't, if you're driving from this end, it's on the right hand side. You cannot mistake it. It's the Baptist Church. It's huge, it's massive. And I preached there on a couple of occasions. And you have strict instruction. You go into the pulpit, and please, you do not remove yourself from the pulpit until the service is over. Then we will let you out. Okay, all right. Churches have these rules. Um, I suddenly found a bunch of kids there one morning. So I decided I would come out of the pulpit, find my own way, and tell me a story. Tell them a story. They found me ten minutes later in the car park, totally lost. A way of escape for the preacher. Let, let's get on with what we're talking about here. So, how do we get, how do we get to that point um, where we are coming deeper into the presence of God, into his personality, into his will? That's the important one, isn't it? Into his will. Well, of course, it starts... Um, it starts the moment you make Jesus Lord of your life. That's the starting point. It's the start of your journey. You actually start to walk into the presence, the personality of God. You start to learn about his love. You've heard about his love because the gospel was preached to you. Uh, you don't get saved unless you hear the gospel. Agreed? You, you hear about his love. But then there comes a moment in time where you know the Holy Spirit is convicting you of your sin and your need of a Savior. Then you walk straight into the wall of his love and it totally envelops you. And the, the thing about it is, not only does it totally envelop you, but it builds within your life a desire to go deeper to go further 
And when in our relationship with Father, there are no limits as to how close we get. That's what I love about Father. No limits as to how close we get. We hear the call very often, come up higher. I'm going to talk about come and come in deeper, if you like. Come on, come into my presence. Come into my life. Come in deeper. So uh, your journey starts when you make Jesus Lord of your life. And then, of course, your journey starts when you become a disciple. How many disciples have I got here this morning? Uh, during our... During our years at World Harvest and in other places as well, I think he came to Faith Camp on a few occasions, we met a guy called Christopher Alam. Any of you from World Harvest might, might uh, remember. Now, Christopher Alam came from a Muslim background and paid a terrible price to become a Christian. And he tells the story of his father because he made an assertion one day that really caught us to sit up and take notice. He said, the Western nations know nothing about discipleship. I thought, whoa, 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 hold on. He said, let me tell you something about my father. He said, I was brought up in a Muslim household. And my father's work was such that he would, uh, he would take us around. Uh, we'd move every so many years. That was the nature of his work. And... We would be left, just left to our own devices the moment he were, we, were, we moved because his first task was to go off and find himself a holy man. And he said, that is a measure of discipleship. He said, I have seen people sitting in front of a Muslim holy man, sat at his feet, and he would be eating his meal. He would discard his meal and somebody would run and pick up what he discarded. That's, he said, that is a picture of discipleship. Now, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go too far into that. In fact, I'm going to move on to something else. Because, as I say, we need to talk about getting deeper. But the church, uh, God's people, need to get serious about their discipleship, their discipleship into the Word, their discipleship into the presence, their discipleship into the walking. You know, when did you last go for a walk with the Lord? I'm serious. When did you last go to a, for a walk with the Lord? Look, if, if, if you're in your prayer time and you see a lovely sunshine, you want to go for a walk, uh, just, just say to Father, can we go for a walk? He'll go with you, and he'll continue the conversation. After all, the places where you're walking, he made it. He designed it, and he wants to share it with you. There will be things in this creation that you have never noticed before, just the same as there will be things in his presence that you have never noticed before. And what I love about Father is that when you start to explore his presence, he gets, it's like, it's like being in the cinema. Um, this is the only, this is the way I can describe it. You're in the cinema, you're waiting for the <coughs> program to come up, and uh, all that's happening at the moment is the same as on TV, you've got the adverts. 
You know them back to front, inside out, every way there is to know them. And uh, the adverts are sort of veiled because there's a very thin curtain across. But then, once the adverts are finished, that curtain slides back and you see the screen and the film starts. And it, it, it's like that. this is the same with Father. He takes hold of your faith. He takes hold of your vision. And he, he takes hold of your imagination. And he tears that curtain apart. And he opens you up to things that you never even thought about. Uh, in the psalm that we read, um, it was from the sons of Korah, but it was expressing the difficult times of life. And we all go through them. Uh, we can have various reasons for going through them. Um, we have... Uh, Last night, we decided to, I was telling somebody this morning, we decided to take a shortcut for tea. And we decided to have chippy, and I am still paying for it. So if I suddenly disappear, you know why. And I hope my athlete friend is ready to come and stand in my place for this next session. Um, Where do you go from this beginning? Well, you renew every day. If you want to get deeper with Father, the first thing you've got to understand, you have to renew your relationship with him every day. Now, don't get me wrong. Are you telling me that I've got to get saved again? Oh, no, no, that, that's a transaction that's already been done. But you need to renew your commitment. You re need to renew uh, your intention to get into his presence. Uh, Joshua 1, verse 8. It's already been quoted here this morning, but here it is again. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. You've got the book of the law. That's what they had in those days. First five books of the Bible. That was it. And we've got the whole word of God here. The word that is alive. And when you get hold of the word of God, you meditate. Do you know what the real meaning of meditate is? To mutter. To mutter. Yeah, to mutter. I've got to have my reading time. And you sit there with your mouth shut and you just read. No, get hold of this book and read. Verbally, every verse, audibly, every verse, because every time you are doing that, it's building. You understand what I mean? It's building, and it's building, and it's building. Uh, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Obedience. Have you been obedient this morning? I've got to confess to you something. The first thing I wanted to do this morning when I woke up was to text Owen and say, help, can you carry it? Because I can't do this this morning. And then, and then of course, you've got, that, uh, you've got that little encouraging voice who's on the pillow next to you. What are you in Christ Jesus?
be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, I'm not going to get into the prosperity message this morning. Prosperous and successful in the things of the Lord. Come on. Prosperous in his word. You have a bank account. There it is. You have the will of God. There it is in its entirety. How many times have you heard people say, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Sit down and read it. And out of that will do the, will come the specifics that he wants you to have in your life. Uh, and don't worry, I'm watching time. I thought you'd have got that one, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, thus, you will be prosperous and successful. Building up your knowledge of the Word of God. Building up your knowledge of His presence in your life. Okay, did you know you had his presence in your life? You should have done if you'd have paid attention to what was said in, in, in the last session. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 9. Uh, we have a better covenant today, but this was the foundation of what we've got now. Carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything that you do. Here are the words of Moses, his closing words to Israel. Carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything that we do, that you do. Every time you open the word of God, be careful, be careful to follow everything that it says. Uh, when, when you're going to work in the morning uh, and you know you're going to have a tough day, you know, school teachers will know what I'm talking about. You know before you get there you're going to have a tough day. Do you consult the Word of God? Do you consult Father? Do you talk with the Holy Spirit? We've heard a lot this morning about the presence of the Holy Spirit. How often do you talk to him? Okay, yeah, good. You talk to the Holy Spirit, but also, of course, knowing that prayer is a dialogue, that means there's times when you've got to shut up and listen, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Let him speak into your life. Let him pour all the sources of wisdom that he has into your life. Uh, get into the Word. Stay in it. Remember something about the Word. When we are wrong, the Word is always right. Okay? Somebody brought me one of these for Christmas. It's my wonderful daughter who has this sort of off-the-ball sense of humor. And on it, it says... I think I'm always right. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. When we are wrong, God's word is always right. When the wisdom of this age, the wisdom of the world, 
contradicts the word of God, the word of God still stands. How many times have you heard, oh no, we don't believe that anymore. The Bible's got no place in modern society. Nothing at all. That is the sign, one of the signs of a bankrupt society. Come on. Um, spiritually bankrupt, morally bankrupt, and certainly emotionally bankrupt. And you have all the treasures laid down for us to build us on a solid foundation here in the Word of God. And then again, we are, we are told, um, you know, if you read the book of Acts, it's been quoted here this morning, you find repeatedly where they were filled with the Spirit. Uh, you know, you can't, you, you can't run out of church after you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've got it all. No, you haven't. That's the start. It's a daily, it's a daily occurrence to get yourself refilled with the Holy Spirit. No, I don't. Yeah, sometimes you might find that, uh, that, 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 that infilling of the Holy Spirit goes, up, goes to what some people would call excess. You might start laughing. You may even be on your face weeping. Come on, this has happened. But it's getting into the Holy Spirit and renewing our, our contract, if you like, renewing our covenant with the Holy Spirit. Remember, the success of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, first of all, depends on your obedience. Okay, we're talking about going deeper. Obedience. Remember those days when you were taught obedience at home? When you crossed your mum? <clears throat> uh, forgive me if I've said this before, but here it comes again. Only once I ever backchatted my mother. Only once. I didn't do it again. And she always called, called me her little man. Because, of course, you see, for seven years, there was only two of us. For six years, there was only two of us. Because Dad was away in the war. Yeah, I'm the pre-war model in our family. Let's settle that now, okay? Um, and uh, uh, she used to call me her little man. And then my dad came home. And my first thought was, who is this guy? I'm the man in this house. And, of course, we had to sit down and have a few talks with each other. And, uh, yeah, my dad could talk. Yeah, he was a good one like that. He could teach. And, uh, yeah, so be continually filled. Keep topped up. Look, I've got here this morning. Pam drove. The car's got fuel in it. But at some time over the next week, we're going to have to put more fuel in. Why? Because it's thirsty. And it needs topping up. We leak. Understand something. You have the presence of God within you. You have the presence of God upon you. But we do leak. And you say, well, I, I, I've not done anything this week. I, I've not spoken to anybody. The very fact that you're in your community... The very fact that you're in the, the, the queue at Tesco's or wherever it is you choose to shop. The very fact that you stand at the bus stop and eventually sit on the bus. The very fact that uh, those things 
The Holy Spirit is working his way out of you. Now you've got to give him chance to recharge and replenish all that supply. Is this saying something here this morning? It is essential that we keep hold of, uh, of our full charge of the Holy Spirit. Because once that charge slips, we're in our own strength. And that spells one thing, disaster. Come on. Going back to going into work or whatever you go in the morning. If you keep the holy presence of the Holy Spirit and his work topped up in your life, you're walking one pathway and it's called victory. Amen. It's called victory. How many victors have I got here this morning? Amen. That's it. We are victors because of what Jesus has done for us, not because of what we have done in our own strength. Uh, I've seen many youngsters. I call them youngsters. They're usually about 23, 24, coming out of college. And they've got their degree in their hand. I can do anything. Little do they know. They're on the starting blocks. That's the beginning. That's when they start. Really speaking, when I came out of university, uh, out of Baptist College, uh, one thing I discovered when I got to my first church, I was starting to learn. Okay? Yeah. I was starting to learn. And in fairness, I had some good teachers. Apart from those in uni, uh, the thing was, university, the university and the true unadulterated word of God don't mix. Okay, come on. They don't mix. And I had a crisis of faith. I'm serious. I had a crisis of faith. I almost lost my faith. Because of some of the teaching. I mean, what do you do when you're, you're sat in a seminar, you're in your final year of training for ministry, and you're sat in a sem seminar around the table, somebody is talking, and he, he's a key member of the Communist Party. He is an avowed atheist. All I can say is, God was good. Amen. In those situations, God was good. I found wisdom coming out of me that I never thought existed. But you see, this is the sense in which we go deeper into Father. Now, we're not going to complete this today. There's no way. No way. This is going to go on for quite a few sessions, if you're okay with that. And, uh, and we will be roaming through Scripture. I love roaming through scripture. I don't want to gallop through it. I love roaming through, anchoring down on a particular phrase or a particular verse. Or just anchoring down on what happened to one or two people in God's word. Again, there's another step in going deeper. Remember your leaders. I'm one at the back as well. He's not getting away with it. Remember 
your leaders. Uh, it's Hebrews 13, 7. Who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Listen, when God puts us into a fellowship, he puts us amongst people who we can watch and learn from. Okay? Uh, I can remember the days when I, I, I was in that situation, looking up to people who were older and more mature than I was. Um, I was still wet behind the years, but these people taught us. They were people I could sit up and watch and take notice of. And whenever God puts you amongst his people, he will give you people who can teach you. Some of them will teach you in this sense. Others will teach you just by you watching them. Okay? Just by watching them. Uh, you've all heard of one another scriptures. There are lots of them. I'm going to deal with, with a number of them as we go on in, in, in these sessions. But there's uh, one here. Be mindful of one another. Okay? Be mindful of one another. Because if you are going to be affected by the presence of God in your life, then that is going to affect your relationship with other people. I've seen this sadly happen on a number of occasions. Um, so sad. And somebody won't sit in a particular row of seats because somebody else is sat there and he or she can't stand the sight of them. They're in the house of God. They're in the presence of God. So sad. But watch, be mindful of each other. Keep an eye out for each other. Pay attention to the atmosphere of the fellowship. Um, our family, Dave, Joe, and the four kids moved to North Wales four years, four years ago. And we went down there and uh, we went down there one, one day on a Sunday and we decided to go to the church that at that time they were going to. And I walked in. In fact, I hadn't gone as far as the church door. I turned to Pam and I said, this is Baptist. The atmosphere of the place caught me straight away. And very traditional. And, oh, okay, they're making... They're making one or two developments. They've got a good pastor who loves the Lord and preaches his word. But I will never forget my, I mean, I think half of the town should have heard me say this. This is Baptist. She said, how do you know? I said, trust me, I know it's Baptist. And I walked in through the door and sure it was, it was Baptist. But we had a lovely time, a good time of worship. But be mindful, be mindful of the atmosphere of the fellowship. Now, I, there, there are churches that we go to minister in, and uh, we, we love them all. But this one, this one is special. You see, I can come this side of the pulpit. I could even walk up and down the aisle. Nobody would, uh, my wife might say, what are you playing at? But uh, basically, 
yeah, it, it, it's good. The atmosphere is lovely. It's friend, friendly. There is, thank you, thank you. Uh, there is a lot of love here. And I'm going to say something here. I'm going to embarrass somebody. Uh, Pam and I love working with this guy. And uh, because, yeah, well, you, listen, we are being wa washed by his anointing and he is being washed by our, it's a two-way journey. And, uh, you know, we, we just love working with him. It's opened up for us a new vista of ministry. And, you know, you come to, uh, somebody said to me not long ago, are you still preaching at your age? Uh, to which I refer them to God's word. I said, there is one word you will not find in God's word, retirement. You keep on going. And if you want evidence of that, read the, uh, the first epistle of John. He was an old man then, and he was, he was just pumping it out into the church. And that's it. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to stop there because we've got another session coming up. I understand that what we're doing now is uh, there's no coffee this time, but it's a quick, quick comfort break uh, for you to sort yourselves out, and then we'll come back. Have you got something?